0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions with throughout your week, with your friends, and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation
1: here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little-Sanya, and I'm the Youth Minister here at St. Paul's, also in San Diego.
2: And I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the Digital Resource Curator here at St. Paul's.
1: Digital Resource Curator. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they kind of sound like
1: that. Oh, man. But
0: yeah. uh, Jackie, what's going on in Japan? Anything fun? Um,
2: Cherry blossoms going oh,
0: on. Oh, wow, yeah. What are they yeah, like?
2: Yeah, so the, t- the cherry blossoms like bloom out of nowhere. Like yeah. one day you f- you like notice that all of the trees look kind of purple because mm-hmm. all the buds are there and then all of a sudden, bam, cherry blossoms wow. everywhere. That's amazing. And it's just gorgeous for three days, but then it becomes like Cherry Blossom Snow Festival. Wow. Because you know, they're so delicate and they fall off so easily uh-huh. that they're just everywhere. Wow. Speaking of You can't plants. go anywhere without one like blowing and sticking to you and oh, they're all that. over the ground like snow and cool. Do
1: they smell good? Do they smell like anything?
2: Um, you know, I don't I don't have a Good sense of smell.
1: <laughs> what if you like put your nose in it? Because I always get I those perfumes. Know. You know, like there's always cherry blossom perfume. I want to know if it's like legit. I th-
2: other people say that they smell good. I cannot vouch for that.
1: Okay, well, that's disappointing. I know that
2: they taste good.
0: Really? Did
1: one just lie? I have had, had the snow?
2: cherry blossom uh ice cream recently, and I've had a cherry blossom drink, and I've had the cherry blossom cookie, and they were all delicious, delicate flavors.
0: Wow. What a time to be alive. That sounds
1: nice. Speaking of plants, today's gospel (laughs) (laughs) is from (laughs) Seamless Transition, is from the book of John. It is Jesus talking in metaphor again, because he does that about nine times in the gospel of John. He doesn't speak in parable like we see in the synoptic gospels, of uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where they speak as more of similes and stories. He just directly says, I am. Um, Today's gospel is from John's gospel, and it is chapter 15, uh, verses 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and you become my disciples. Right.
0: Um, so, uh, just like every week, the Faith to Go resources on the website, www.stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go, and all of the resources, those same resources that we send out in our weekly email every Sunday morning, uh, which you can sign up for on the website, are all based on that gospel. So we're each going to take some time to highlight one thing of the gospel and then wrap it all up uh, at the end. So <clears throat> this is the second week in a row that we've had an I Am statement from John, from Jesus in John's gospel. Last week it was I Am the Good Shepherd. This week it is I Am the True Vine. So uh, I think Jackie's going to go first. Yeah. So Jackie, I'm so- what? Yeah, I'm first. for this Easter... Week Easter five, what is it that you want to highlight from John's Gospel? Uh,
2: mine comes from verse two. He removes every branch in me that bears bears no fruit, and every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. Um, and as Maya and David know, I have become a arguably pretty strange gardener a lately in, in my move to Japan. Um, because it's been, it's been hard to get some vegetables that I really love and cherish, but it's also too cold, so I've been growing a lot of produce in our guest bedroom. It, is, it has involved a significant number of grow lights. Uh-huh. Um, but one of those things that I've been growing has been green beans. And I have one, two, three, four, five, I have six green bean plants. Wow. And they're in a pot that has a trellis and I have been amazed at how much daily work they require. I go in there every day to find new little vines growing and to wrap them around the trellis so that they can grow really strong and big so that they don't, if they don't grow on the trellis for long enough, then they become too heavy for themselves and they're not strong enough to carry themselves and they kind of like fall to the side. And then they're not able to bear good fruit because if they're too close to the ground and the fruit's growing on the ground, there's more of a chance for it to go bad um, from pests and from moisture and from uh, lack of airflow. So it's really important that I go in there every day and just do some additional vine work. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm a weird plant lady. It's fine. (laughs) But I uh, have six. (laughs) I think that relates to the father is the vine grower. Mm -hmm. Because as much as we, I think, don't like to admit it, uh, God is active in our daily lives and in our most mundane moments. Mm -hmm. And in those moments, he is trying to to shape us and to guide us and to help us be better people just through our, just through our knowledge of him, you know, on a very basic level of our existence, our knowledge of him transforms who we are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how does that, how does his involvement in our daily life transform us on a larger scale because now you know i have this two foot tall green bean plant that is starting to produce beans um and all that that little work those those few minutes every day have now become this large plant that's beginning to produce fruit mm-hmm. and so what are those daily interactions that we're having with god doing to transform our lives
0: i like it also because it- there's also something about uh Richard Rohr, who's a Franciscan monk and writer, uh and the founder for the Center of Action and Contemplation in New Mexico, sa- has this quote that um uh God God comes to us disguised as our lives. Mm-hmm. And like every we have I, you know, we we there's a lot of stuff that happens every day. We have twenty four hours worth of things that happen to us
1: Tell me about every it. day, right? <laughs> birthday night but his
0: point is like everything that happens happens is is our life is the our life experience is the classroom through which we learn who we are and who god is and who we are in the world in relation to god and like you're Mm -hmm. saying jackie it's like what i what i hear when you say that is we think that this pruning that the, that the story is talking about are just like these big things that happen in our lives, but actually right. there's every single thing that happens to us every single day is God doing a little bit of that tending to us and to our lives and to our spiritual lives. Yeah, And it's like, we can grow in awareness of that and actually, you know, help in the process or we can fall asleep to that truth and just, you know, fight against it and, never try to change or be oblivious to the way that we are changing or the people in our lives are changing.
1: And um, I like Jackie, what you were talking about with like mundane activities. Cause I sometimes think about that. I'm like clipping my toenails. I'm like, hi God. Like <laughs> that sounds kind of gross, but like, you know, just like really like, because also it's like when I'm looking in the mirror, really mundane activity, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: negative thoughts can quickly become part of that. And mm. so, you know, being what, David, you were saying about you could fall asleep to it and just believe what comes in your head, or you can be mindful of what, how you're experiencing every moment, doing laundry, looking in the mirror, taking a bath, whatever, Mm -hmm. even the most, um, mundane, literally like laundry, you know, uh, things really, you know, add up and make an impact. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, kind of tying to what you said and segueing into what I'm about to say is, um, when I've made things like a habit, especially with my struggles with, like, being, like, having bipolar disorder and stuff and trying to make certain things, like, a positive mindset, I, it was a huge effort to do certain things before, like, being kind to myself and, and being aware of certain things and catching certain thoughts and being mindful of things, and it was an immense amount of effort. For, uh, for a good amount of time, and then now it's, um, I'm 18, and I started, I remember I was like, it was, I was, I think I was 13, I said, I'm gonna be mindful from now on, <laughs> and it was just about like, noticing my thoughts, right? And now I'm 18, and I don't even remember that I had thought that <laughs> until like, a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, oh yeah, I did do that, and I actually feel like a completely different person, and it's very surreal, I feel, when I look at my body, um, and scars that I've given myself, it almost feels like going into a cave, I've described it this way, and there's cave paintings on the wall, and it's like, the person who did this isn't here anymore. Hmm. And it's like, the sick person that did this to my body. Like, this is a remnant of who was once here, and they're not here anymore. Obviously my body's still here, and Maya is still my name, and I still draw from those experiences greatly. And I would not have ever, I wouldn't have it any other way to have those experiences, because from those experiences, even though they're gone and I'm not, and I feel completely different, completely new, almost detached, almost, it is from those experiences that I think I've gained incredible insight and it's really jarring in a good way. And so kind of going into that, um, I wanted to build off of what the good vine says about, um, kind of like when we talk about pruning and um, so pretty much very closely talking about what you were talking about, Jackie, and like, how God, I feel like, is... There's the true self, right? Mm. The the true you that's been there, like, the whole time. And something I always thought to myself is every negative um, thought I've ever had about myself, I always try to rephrase it. It's like, well, what what does the fact that I had this horrible negative thought about myself, what does that say positive about me? So, like, if I say, oh, I'm a horrible person because I did this one, or whatever. The positive way to look at it is... Well, the true self doesn't believe that you're horrible. It believes that you have morals and values, and maybe you're not falling short. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the true self. And like, and so I look back at like my old self, and it's like your mind is like protecting the truest part of you and putting on a facade to protect this pure, true thing, which I think we all are. And so, God, I feel like when there's something that isn't especially helpful or or toxic or even things that are like they seem to be working fine you know like this is working for me that will go away and to show that the true self that will never fade and will be with you forever and 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 that he'll be with you forever just as he's the true vine that's in you and in him and all that the true thing that will never fade away can resist all these things being shed and cut mm-hmm. and it's almost and like i said it's jarring mm-hmm. right and sometimes you don't even notice it. Sometimes it's not like a negative experience. You just, like, a few years later, you wake up almost suddenly and like, oh, that's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't feel this way anymore. I forgot that I felt this way or I forgot I had this thought. Yeah, so, sorry. It's like,
0: well, it's like you're, you're because you're talking about the what the pruning is. You're talking about the experience of being pruned, <laughs> right? That mm. is from the next verse after the one that Jackie yes. was talking about. and. Yeah, it's like, and so what I, what I, what it made, what you're saying makes me think of is like the, if we're talking about the, if the metaphor is a vine with a branch coming off of the vine, and if you're like pruning the branch as it grows, at some point the whole branch is different than the, the way, where it started because like it keeps growing, you keep pruning it, it grows, you prune it. And like after like a year of doing that, there's nothing that, on that branch that was there a year ago. No. You know? It's mm-hmm. like, I know which... I, I've i had different experiences than Maya has in my life, but I know that my experiences that have felt like pruning, that when I think back to me five years ago, I feel like a totally different branch.
1: 100%.
0: But it's like, because I, I am. Like, all I, those experiences yeah. pruned me, and there aren't... There's nothing... The, I, the true thing that is left is actually my connection to the vine, right. not the parts mm. of the branch. So like I, that that true self, I always have this tension between saying like well we, like there's these like parts of us that are pruned off, but there's also this true self. It's almost like the true self is the connection to the vine. And, and I think that's that really Christian is that the yeah. true self, our true ide- truest identity is our identity and is the Christ As, in yeah. us is the union with God. And with that vine that Jesus says is Him. Well, that's that kind of leads to the the thing I wanted to talk about, which was the very end, not the very end, chapter uh, verse six. Whoever does not, those who abide in Me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from Me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in Me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Um, that can. Come off sounding like uh talk, Jesus talking about people getting the like the bad people getting thrown into hell um but i don't I have a hard time thinking that jesus exper- Jesus' experience of humanity led him to think that there are some yeah. good people and some bad people and the bad people are going to hell um, mm-hmm. what I'm thinking is like like we're talking about if if you live in denial of the fact that you are changing, all the people around you are changing, and there's this pruning happening, then you're not actually connected to the vine. No. Like, you can choose... You, I know that in different parts of my life, I've lived my life, I've interacted with the world around me as if I am the one providing my own growth mm. and source of life. And not... And I was not... had no feeling of being connected to... A deeper source of life and love in the universe, which is the vine in this particular illustration, and I know that that caused me to wither up and die, and in that suffering to feel like just totally that like withering, dying, and burning, I know what that feels like, and that's happened to me. but I also know that when a part of a of a branch is cut off, or if a branch withers and dies and is burned that those like those ashes and those branches and those leaves they decompose they go back into the soil and then back into the life of the branch you know like yeah. to me it's about resurre- about a cycle being a part of a cycle of death and resurrection always and like as much as there's death and resurrection in the pruning because you prune it and then it, what grows back is never the same thing as what was there before just like Jesus's resurrected body was not the same as it was before the resurrection no, yeah. Um, if I am totally disconnected from the vine, I know that pain of that withering and burning. And then I know the feeling of being brought back into the vine and, and, and being grown again. Even if you don't want to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No matter how hard you try.
0: It's going to happen
1: it's going right. to happen of like even if you don't feel like you're worthy of being part of this and that's
0: the thing is like the 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 awareness part of it is like you really could live your entire life just withering and dying and burning all the time yeah if you just keep pretending like you don't need the vine the true yeah. vine
2: um i don't think we've talked yet about how important that burning and reintegration can be for the soil and for the vine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like those things, those experiences and those branches that need to be removed can help feed the vine to be stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, if we, if we recognize that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if yes. we own that. Yeah. I was reading an article online in when I was getting ready for this episode about what ash can can bring back to the soil because like mm. carbon and you know the, there's there different things that are burned off, but what's left are these nutrients that can help balance out the acidity of the soil mm-hmm. and and help the whole vine to grow, yeah, you know, so it's like it's almost like that this amazing thing that each death and burnt, and like su- all the suffering and death and resurrection like actually breathes life into the whole body of Christ. Yeah. And and that's something I said something that we said last week was like we can't think of any one of these metaphors as comprehensive because there's mm-hmm. so many of them that Jesus Jesus uses to describe himself and God. And that's just one part of it because we also have this a metaphor from Paul about The body of Christ being all of us, and Mm -hmm. so that the whole that the vine is made up of all of us, and then Mm -hmm. we feed like if we if Jesus is the vine, if the if Christ if if Christ is the vine, but all of us make up Christ and we are the branches. It's like we are both part of the vine and and the branches at the same time. Like we feed one another. Yeah, um, all of it's like this big ecosystem of death resurrection and life um okay so i think our three the three things that we've highlighted are yeah what do we have one um paying attention to the way that god is doing the the little pruning and plant maintenance throughout Mm. our days even in kind of the what feel like mundane times We're Mm -hmm. always being shaped and trimmed and pruned and helped along in our journey of bearing fruit to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also then the second thing is uh, an awareness of what that pruning feels like and means for our lives about this constant state of change and transformation and becoming that we are a part of and that God is helping us towards and then the third thing is paying attention to what which source of life we are connecting ourselves to is it something that and that if it if it Mm. ends up being something that turns out to be painful or it ends up that we realize that we've been living as if we are our own source of life then we have this opportunity to be reintegrated into the life of christ and of the world and of Mm -hmm. that deep abiding love of god so that there's always hope in the resurrection like we say in the liturgy so often maya is going to read the gospel again uh so after having that discussion maybe you'll hear something different uh in this second reading of the gospel
1: i am the true vine and my father is the vine grower Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and you become my disciples.
0: Okay, thanks, Maya. Um, so that's our episode for this week, uh, the week of April 29th, Easter 5, year B. We'll be back in your um, podcast feed next Sunday, May 6th. Make sure to go to the faith to go website, www.stpaulcathedral.org, slash faith go to get all of the resources. Make sure to rate and review the podcast. It will help other people find us. And go on the website also to sign up for our weekly email that has all the resources in it. It uh, might help you use the resources on your mobile device instead of going through the browser. So thank you, Jackie and Maya, and thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.